for it being incredibly cold outside. It's very warm in here. Okay. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Hallway Wrestling Podcast presents NXT TakeOver Throwbacks. I am your host, Kieran Renner, with me as always. The man that genetics forgot, Rain. And uh, Kieran, we're back for another TakeOver Throwbacks. This is probably, as I was telling you before we went on air, if that's for want of a better term, we're not live yet. Um, I love this series. Every time I do the series, it just it either it's it's either you're really really happy at the matches, or you just go, oh, this guy's failed on the main roster. I mean, usually it's both, to be honest. Yeah, uh, same as this one. Um, do you want to tell the listeners which one we the fans vote for? Before we start, actually, we are meant to have product uh, alongside us. Uh, we literally just got off uh, recording Halloween Havoc, um, and it's a really big commitment to do two podcasts. And uh, he wanted to have some downtime. The man works incredibly hard. Go check out all the stuff he does for us. Like he literally is working on all fronts uh twitch and everything so um we said we'd take this one on. yeah it's honestly the work ethic is uh unrivaled um i would like and we uh we are really happy to be a part of it but he wanted to go and watch borat which i cannot complain about because it's the funniest thing i've seen in a long time so um me and kieran are uh here without a guest this week but we'll be back um the this is episode five episode four you will have um listened to i record a few weeks ago with standido and one of my good friends, um, he, we record, we review Tennessee Takeover or Evolution. Sami Zayn and Neville in the main event, unreal. So yeah, uh, we're back. And Kieran, after my little ramble, you can tell us what Takeover we are looking at today as of a fan vote. NXT Takeover Chicago. That's a good. What was the other option that we had? Uh, War Games. It was basically around the same time the AOP got released, and we were like, AOP were so underrated and really deserved a lot more. So we said we I, I said we picked two takeovers that really highlight how good like they were when they were booked right and these were the two that we had and uh, it was like 51 40 52 48 like it was really really close but uh, we we will review war games soon we probably actually actually I think the next one we do will be probably be war games because we can release that around the time of war games might be a good idea but okay. um yeah but yeah um so yeah get 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 like get uh take advantage of those war games clicks on YouTube or something but, um, I'm not too big a fan of the War Games pay-per-views, to be honest. Yeah, the first one was really good. Um, but we're not here to talk about War Games. We're here to talk about NXT TakeOver Chicago, which was amazing for the fact that I forgot one of the matches on the card, which was literally one of the best NXT t- matches of all time. Um, but yeah, um, we'll get into the pay-per-view in chronological order, and we'll kind of answer a question in between related to each match. That's what we usually do. So yeah. Um, yeah. Um, like as in like I, I, I always come up with questions on the spot about like um, who would you book better or whatever or why would you hate this but yeah um, the first thing I want to talk about Kieran is uh, what was the uh, the anthem for this pay-per-view it was like an, it was like an unknown artist wasn't it the theme yeah did you not notice what the theme of the like the w, the music that they like the the music that was sponsoring the event Oh, I didn't notice anything. In oh particular. my God, you didn't notice it. It was none other than Jericho and Fuzzy Judas. I'm an idiot. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Ah, oh, because I love Ju- that song. Judas. Like <laughs> Jericho's done in twenty years. A dub. A dub. A dub. That's so weird, huh? It was crazy. Yeah. Every pre-match promo had Jericho's Judas. It was like Judas in my mind. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> They've infiltrated 2017. They're so powerful. Um, wow. But yeah, it was mad. But the first match was a squeaky clean babyface, Roderick Strong versus Sanity. 
and I thought this was a three-on-one at the start, but it turned out to just be a singles match. But I have, like, Eric Young looked great. Like, the entrance was amazing. He looked great. He had his cohorts in tandem. It, like, it was, oh, I, 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 like, they, they had something good uh, in the palm of their hand. I had, and I think they had something good, but they didn't have something great. I yeah. don't think we are missing too much by not having like sanity still be a big deal but they mm-hmm. were in their position you know just yeah. never anything amazing i think yeah i'll put my uh another thing i know is i'll put my put, put my hand um put my eggs in the basket and say that roderick strong is criminally underrated that man is a fantastic singles wrestler i mean i'd argue that everyone in the undisputed era except adam cole is criminally underrated oh yeah yeah they are um like Bobby Fish, mate. No disrespect to him, but he's not—he's the weakest member in terms of in ring. He's still very good. That's not—that's not a disrespect. They're just four amazing wrestlers. Um, Roderick Strong in ROH was fantastic, and he showed a lot of this here. His team song, the Babyface Roddy team song. I don't know what to make of it. It was weird. It was. It was. It was very sweet. It was just—it it wasn't like a song. It, it seemed like it was more of like a backing track. It was really weird. Yeah, um, he looks weird in his own, doesn't he? It doesn't suit him. But also, yeah. I don't think in the undisputed era particularly suits his look either. He's weird. I, I don't think they found the perfect spot for Roderick Strong yet. Yeah. So basically, if I remember correctly, from because there was no promo for this, there was a little bit, but there wasn't much. There is. I'm watching one right now, though. Uh, I think he was. Um, he was like his his newborn child, and Eric Young was playing mind games. So, um, Eric Young's in the ring, and um. Uh, Roddy attacks from the crowd. Um, start off the match. Um, his like he's the best at suplexes in the game. Like he's called the Messiah, the backbreaker. He has so many variants for the same move. It's unreal. It's it was it was a really really hot start, and then it just kind of slowed down. But I liked the start of this match. It was weird seeing them not open with the tag match. It's kind of like an NXT unspoken tradition, you know. Um, yeah, it was. To be honest, this wasn't the start of the. NXT, be, uh, that's actually one of my notes. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for reading my mind, Karen. Um, but um, it was like this was still pre amazing opener era NXT. Um, seventeen. No, it was. There was some. I can't wait to. I, I actually want to look back and see what the catalyst for the amazing opening tag matches were. But it wasn't this because I don't think they went back since until until recently. They haven't. They didn't stray from that formula for a long time. Um, there was like four or five takeovers where it was all like yeah so that, this was like a match that started off hot and then like slowed down which is acceptable because it's a more of a storyline match but um, what did you make of this in general is there anything memorable or anything that you liked not in particular dude no. the takeover before had Sanity versus Roderick Strong Ty Dillinger um, fucking what's it Cassius Ono and Ruby Riot. that was a good match from memory but that was in TakeOver, what's it called? Orlando. Mm. It was before that. Yeah. Don't worry. And yeah. Ty Dillinger, Eric Young. Eric Young's getting a lot of openers. Damn. Yeah. Um. So it was like um, Strong was like trying to take out Killian Day and Alexander Wolf. I still like, I love Day and, and Wolf is great. His intensity and his facial expressions were weird at times, but it was, um, he... Yeah, he was. Um, they played their part. There was some really cool big man moves. 
Um, Eric Young um, recently lost the Impact World title on Sunday. Um, he he was he's not the best in ring, but he's good at like he's good at being a maniac. I think that's I don't know if he'd do anything else and apart from like being psychotic when he tried to do other things in uh, Ring of Honor. He wasn't or sorry in TNA wasn't exactly amazing, but it was just one of those. It wasn't a. It was a really solid match pre-classic takeover opener, with Roddy Strong winning, which is just burying Sanity essentially because they're three on one. Um, but yeah, for what it was, it was really solid. Um, and Roderick Strong is very good, is what my takeaways were. Um, yeah, Strong is very good, but like like I was saying, I don't think he really. It wasn't anything memorable until he had his match with the Undisputed Era and kind of joined with them. Although, he did have a mini-feud with Bobby Roode in between one of the takeovers for the title. Um, but never yeah. amounted to a takeover match. Weird. Yeah, um, but now, Kieran, we're going to strap this pay-per-view on a rocket and send it to the moon. Because the next one was a UK championship match between Pete Dunne and Tyler, Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate, Tyler, Tyler Bate. And I'm gonna get on to your I'm gonna get on to your interesting thing that you said to me earlier before we went on um later. But the first thing I want to know is JR on commentary. Hey dub, hey dub, hey dub. No, I'm joking. Um but um this was I just... got a, I have two questions for you, Ren. What one was this a one match show? Um no. I'm gonna say yes it was. Because the other match, the other great match in this was great. But this is like, you'd never remember the show for anything other than this fucking match. The second yes, you, question being, yes, you would. No, this, no, 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 wait, 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 before you move on, the ending of the show is vivid in people's memory. Like, ah, but I'm it's, talking one of the big, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest moments in NXT most, history, Karen. the post-match moment, I'm talking match. Oh, ma- yeah, match, but come on, man, behave. Maybe the moment, but still. Be- and second question, mm. is this match better than their original match in the fucking Royal Albert Hall? Yep. Ooh, ooh, you you did not wait even a split second. Yep. I'm going to um, say Royal Albert Hall one is better, purely because it had two days of storyline build-up and is probably some of the best storytelling WWE's ever done. I mean, if I went back and watched it, it'd probably say otherwise. But recency bias, which is a real thing... Oh, um, um, yeah, I really just enjoyed this for what it was. Um, babyface Angry Pete Dunne is very good. He was not a babyface. No, it was in like babyface is in not having a beard. Oh, okay, I get what you... <laughs> yeah. you. You should never use the word babyface in that context. Um, sorry, uh, smooth, <laughs> smooth Pete. Um, smooth mm. Pete, smooth Pete. Um, but yeah, JR on commentary. Um, Nigel McGuinness was clearly marking out for us, so fair play. Uh, I love um, Nigel. Almost. Yeah. Later in WWE right now. Who? Not who? Nigel. But he's fired. But well, no, he's on M. He's 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 gone back to NXT UK. Yeah. Um. Hello. I I do love him. I do love him. Um. But yeah, Tyler Bates. Jesus, I even Tyler Bates' legs are very very big. That's just something that everyone knows is when they watch him in the ring. His legs are the size of my head. It's sure. Frightening. Yeah. It's frightening. Um. And he sh- and he shows that later on in the match. Um, it's like this match. I love this. I love this for one thing. The reason being, the crowd were like, 
most of the crowd, like the smart, the smart crowd knew who these guys, who these guys were. But the Americans who just didn't bother watching anything outside Raw and SmackDown or NXT were like, "Who the hell are these? Um, why? What's this? Ha- what's happening? Okay, let's just watch this, and then we'll get on to our favorites afterwards. We'll get on to good old Bobby Roode and this really cool entrance." I think that's. I think anyone who's going to an NXT takeover has watched the UK tournament. I just, think I w- that, you know, people start off quiet in a match like this. It happens with nearly every takeover match. They always start off quiet and then everything explodes. Yeah, but this match exploded. Like, oh, yeah. So, um, first of all, the X-Plex on the apron was insane where he did the release. It's basically the release suplex that like lands on the, on the, on the apron. is just horrible. Um, what made, if Nigel McGuinness was, wasn't on this, uh, wasn't on commentary, it would have suffered. Nigel McGuinness's little British fun facts and quips about these guys were fantastic like they're both from dudley they're from like uh, common people they fight like you know the simple the small intricacies in wrestling that turn yeah. a four and a half star match into a five star match if we're talking on the melters go well um, talking about the melter scale he got i think in a bit of controversy because yeah did he didn't he like give this match like four and a half or something or just four and people got really mad at him yeah, I thought this was five. I could have sworn it was five, but this was insane. I, I don't really care. This is insane. Um, Nigel McGuinness was just brilliant. Um, but yeah, they just like it's the joint manipulation from Pete Dunne is just something that's so small, but so really so entertaining to watch. Like when he yeah. just gets your fingers and like starts breaking them and then like like pushes his fist into like your ribs and it's like it's just the small things and the thing is it was again i'm gonna go back to nigel nigel was exactly the same when he wrestled he did all that joint manipulation he knew how to like get an edge on people he was the pure champion which is the standard bearer for technical wrestling it was just a perfect match i don't think it could have gotten any better yeah um i don't know i i I just love this match i think i'd almost forgotten about it at this stage i did I think like NXT UK on like a takeover card. I now think of like was it Walter versus Tyler Bate? Yes, that oh, great yeah. um, match. Yes. Our, our, our match of the year last year. Was it really? Yeah. Well, there that goes to show like that was a match of the year. I'm sure if we were doing this in 2017, this probably would have been match of the year. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this um, it's hard to argue with that. The crowd went from this is good to. Bang! When the airplane spin happened. Oh, fuck! Jesus, Tyler Bate airplane spin is like the best thing ever. He so got, good. he got so many, like so many in on that one. I think I remember in the Walter match when did he do four? Did he do like twenty six in the Walter one? Or, or something, something stupid to the point where people lost count. Yeah, it was something really stupid. But we're talking about this match, and the crowd just went, "Oh shit, these guys are really cool." Because Tyler Bates only twenty, and Pete Dunne's not far ahead of him. I don't think he's even a couple of years older. Um, but yeah, Pete Dunne's punches sound like murder, isn't it? Not I have when he punched when he when they went down and were like, you know, when they did the punches when they're like punching each other and they went down, and then Tyler Bates does that thing where like you put your hand up and you look at the hand and he punch him in the face. The sound yeah. of that coupled with the crowd was insane. And the crowd fucking ate it up, man. Yeah. Honestly. When I'm watching these shows, there's not many times I pop because it's not live and it's hard to like yeah. be in the moment when you know what happened. 
but I popped for when that happened. Like I was like, oh shit, like this is really great, cool. Um, I can't believe I, I, t- I had to text Kieran and be like, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bay is on this. What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah, I'm crowds, man. Every this, time we listen to these, I miss crowds. This was so so good. The like the was it the transition of the when Tyler Bay got up after like being in like oh yeah it was it was a it was. What move was off the top rope that Pete Dunne transitioned into an armbar that was just insane? It was like some sort of like flipping move. And it was just so smooth. And then Tyler Bate got deadlifted Pete Dunne with one arm and powerbombed to the ground. Um, And then probably the roughest spot of the night, Kieran, was when Tyler Bate went to do the... um, Actually, no, that's later on. Because that's the finish, sorry. Um, But the... When people saw the thing that he does where he puts his like head into the ropes and rebounds and clotheslines, Americans had never seen that and the reaction to it was insane. It's so good, like it's Oh my god. I'd say I, that's extremely, that. extremely difficult to do. It would take a lot, a lot of practice. And but... timing. Could you imagine trying to fit your like your the your the pit between your head and your shoulder your neck basically into the ropes without like smack. Do you remember when Enzo smacked his head on the ropes? Like Tyler Bates running full force onto the rope. Yeah. Um. But okay. yeah, this he's got to be one of the most talented wrestlers in modern times. Anyway. Yeah, but it's just though. it is just sad that he didn't. Um, he hasn't really like. I'm trying to transition into your point. He hasn't. Well, actually, we'll do that after the finish. Kieran, the jump off the top rope when he jumped over the top rope and Pete Dunne punched him in midair and he just landed face first into the ground. Fuck. <laughs> Must have fucking hurt, man. <laughs> like he actually punched him when they showed the instant replay. He actually punched. Him. And <laughs> I can't imagine the thought process of being like, "I'll jump over the top rope, do the Roman Reigns jump over the top rope, the Undertaker, and just land on my face." Oof. Ugh, like no, it's gonna take some fucking ball, you know. Can't, it's gonna take some fucking ball and a serious, fuck, strong nose, like, um, to do that. Um, but yeah. So then Pete Dunne brought him in the ring. Um, bitter end. One, two, three. Your new champion, Pete Dunne, and he reigned for a long, long time. Um, Kieran, um, you had a really interesting um thought when you put it in the private chat to me earlier. Um, what do you want to say about Tyler Bate? For all the positives we were talking about, I cannot remember what did I say. Oh my like, god! Like, it gave you the perfect. It gave you the now. perfect transition, lads. You just can't teach them. Like you, just just some things you don't have. And natural segues isn't one isn't one of Kieran. Um, but yeah, Kieran, you said that Tyler Bate has not kicked on since two good matches since this moment. What? You said that Pete. Tyler Bate, for all that he is good, he has not kicked on since this match. He has only had two good matches with Devlin and with Welter, and that he should have been the biggest thing in wrestling, but he was... I didn't say that to you. Yes, you did. Not today, anyway. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> if you want to bring him up, feel free, but I know I fucking didn't. You did. That's a stupid thing to say. Tyler Bate's amazing. You He's literally... fantastic matches. You are, you are, you are... You... Matches in OTT. You are deliberate. Um, Kieran did. 
Um, I vividly remember, and I was going to bring it up, and uh, now he's just sandbagging it, making me look bad. Um, I'm certainly yeah. not. I I would never say that because I love Tyler Bate. I think he's incredible. I, I, I think the only thing holding him back is WWE not using him. Anytime yeah. we've seen OTT, well, the one time I saw him on OTT was like fucking incredible. Um, yeah, that, every time he has pay per view match, it's amazing. Yeah, that's what you like. Okay, we'll transition into if you want to. How would you book him in main roster WWE or in main NXT when he, when the pandemic is over? In main, I don't even know if I would. I think he has such a specific style that is just ingrained into British wrestling and the British wrestling scene that I I think it's really risky to take that anywhere else. And if you do and it doesn't work out, the guy's done. You know, it's like remember everyone loves Austin Aries. Austin Aries is like one of the best wrestlers in the world. Goes to WWE. Fails, done. You're just finished. You know, I I think it's hard to come back from a failed WWE run, generally speaking. So I don't think I'd even want to. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, I really, really, really like him. I think he could be a really good singles champ. He could still be a really good tag champ. If they revisited the Dunn Bait feud later in proper NXT and did like callbacks and stuff, that'd be amazing. Yeah. But yeah, this match was just. For for what for what we're talking about now, this match was just beautiful. Did he fight Balor, or was that going to happen? I can't remember. Um, he was going to fight Finn at Takeover Dublin. There was going to be a story where he fought Finn oh. at Takeover Dublin because oh yeah, because he he was assaulted by Finn backstage and saw yeah. uh, all this sort of stuff. So that would have been a match that might still happen. But maybe Finn, Finn yeah. versus Tyler for the NXT belt. Oh yeah, match with um, Dev. incredible. Match with Walter, amazing. Yeah. Love Tyler Bate. Big, big love for Tyler Bate. Tyler, Tyler Bate. Next up, we had Nikki versus Asuka versus Ruby in a triple threat for the tag for the title for the women's title. That was meant to have Ember Moon, but she got injured. Nikki, she like NXT Ruby Riot. I gotta say, I don't know why. I just there's something about her. She seems different. She's like what Paige was supposed to be character-wise. You know, I really and, think. Yeah, I love NXT. Nick, Nikki Cross in NXT was class. Like she, she was fucking great in this match. I meant Ruby. I, I'm, 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 I'm talking about. I'm talking. I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking. Yeah. No. Uh, Nikki had like. Nikki was an actual fucking character. Remember when she was like, "I have a secret" or whatever, and it was interesting. She wasn't just Alexa's bestie. Although I suppose that is at least you got a story out of that. Yeah. I sorry. I, I just misheard you because uh, the thing it cut out a little bit. Ruby was really good and like she showed a lot of. They showed just so much car- so much more character than they are now. Um, yeah. Um. But like Nikki with the sunglasses on and the balaclava or not the balaclava, the snood or whatever you want to call it, the Scotland flag snood. Um. She was just what she like her entrance when she just got in the ring and started like smacking the ground. It was just brilliant and Asuka Judas was playing for this um for this uh, promo. Um Asuka was just like it just reminded me like four hundred days, she was just a killer. And to be honest, if you put her in a I've discussed this with people, if you put Asuka in a real fight with most of the WWE roster, male or female, she will kick the shit out of everybody on that roster. Um she had matches with um Minoru Suzuki in Japan where like it was pretty uncomfortable to watch, like her getting the legit, like the legitimate shit kicked out of her and like kicked in the head. And so she is a tough son of a bitch, and she is crazy as shit. And this match was like, this match was really, really good. Like I, I, I don't know if you thought that, but like 
I didn't think it was going to be all that much, but there was some really cool use of the triple threat, like two on one, one on one, um, double team moves. It was really, really good. This this was very much in that period where NXT's like women's division was fucking gutted to make way for the women's revolution stuff, which it didn't recover from until like the last maybe the last year, I think, year and a half maybe, and um, where now it's like the best in the world again. But yeah, they really struggled for a long time here, and like I like Nikki Cross, I like Ruby Riot. These guys, especially not at this this point in the career, should be in like the main title picture, I think anyway. It, it, for a long t- for the reason Oscar was champion for so long is because no one even came close to matching her, you know? Like like it, it's not that she would beat these unbelievable monsters the whole time. It's just that she would have to beat people who were genuinely below her. I sound so mean right now. I do like both other women in this match, but I'd be a fool saying that they were on the same level as Oscar, you know? Mm. Who out of modern day NXT amazing women's division would you like to see face Ask Enter Prime at like day 300? Day tr- um Is in like I'm just talking about like when Asuka was in her absolute yeah. peak of her NXT run. Tony Storm would be fun. I'd like to see Mia Yim because I do like Mia Yim. Although that's that would probably just be this match again. Yeah, well, let's not talk about Mia Yim on Mo- oh, I can't wait for Sunday. Jesus Christ, that was horrible on Monday Night Raw. But anyway, move on. Um. And, but um, yeah. who would I, who would I put her up against? I mean, Tony would be great because Tony's really good at selling that. Like she's like really good baby face facial, like looking like she's about to break into tears. So that'd be a really, 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 really good match. Um, Rhea would be okay. Um, Io Shirai is always an obvious one. There's two crazy Japanese women kicking the living shit out of each other. Would be sure. insane. Um, who else? Who else is there in the Ember Moon again? That would be a cool thing to revisit. Um, sure. I I don't love Ember Moon though. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. That that would be like I, I like this was a really really good match. There was the where are my notes? I had some notes. I actually more notes on the top of this. Um. I I, I know like Asuka's kicks are like really 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 vicious. But, like, I didn't know they were so vicious that, according to Nigel McGuinness, she'll kick you back to tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> Nigel's had a fair few kicks in the head, but, like, she'll kick you back to tomorrow. That's brilliant. I love that. That was a little, like, thing. Um, not Asuka's best match, but standards are high. Standards are, like, very high. Um, the German suplex from Asuka into, like, straight into a kick from Ruby Riot was really cool. Hmm. And then pinning both people at the end was a really cool finish and a different finish. Really, really good. I liked it. Um, solid match, I think. Yeah, solid match. We move on. Um, and a team of Bobby Roode's NXT title reign was the fact that he was not on the main event. So it's Roode versus Tommy for the NXT, for the NXT championship. This be just from the best champion. The guy he's always just been. I think in NXT he was just an entrant, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But let's just talk about that for like if he's just an entrance, just give it a few minutes. This reminded me how good that entrance was. The piano was just the piano version of that song is so good. Mm. Oh yeah, no, it is a good entrance. I'll never deny that. Oh, uh, but I don't know. And then his it was head, nice. 
he's a weird challenger to bring in. The guy was his whole run in WWE was fucked. Uh, Itami, also known as Kenta now, is amazing. So good. Has a match, as I've said before, on YouTube that's one minute and 40 seconds long and it's insane. But in general, he was insane and he had so much hype. He spent the prime of his career getting surgery and I feel so bad for him because now he's in New Japan and he has the US belt. He has the US briefcase. So he's out of match with John Moxley, which I'm really looking forward to. I am really, really sad that a man who was so, so good in the ring spent his prime injured and now he cannot be trusted to hold a big belt. And New Japan won't strap the gold to him because he is yeah. in Bullet Club now and he is past his prime. He can work the heel style, but I don't think he could do what he used to. Um, it was a cool match, this was. But like Itami, you could see the giant scar on his shoulder and it just reminded me of just how like he had the potential. When he came in and Finn Balor, him and Finn Balor teamed up and then like that, that was so good. Yeah. And he's such a good wrestler. Like he was the best. He was one of the best in the world. The GTS is his finisher movie like created at the time. There was so much going for him. So much good stuff. And it's just unfortunate that, like, a stupid... Like, the first one, I don't know, because they found him in a car park in the first injury. But the second one was, like, some idiot fucking... I don't know who, which wrestler it was, but some idiot, like, threw him on his shoulder and popped it out again. Um, So, yeah, I'm really, really annoyed. But for what, let's talk about the match for what it was. Um, And it was okay. It was okay. There was some good, like, the kind of when they both went down, they were checking on each other. Um... Bobby Roode was like being really arrogant, and then he was about to be hit with the GTS. That was a cool moment. Bobby Roode sold the like, "Oh shit, I'm in a match," kind of really, really well. Um, yeah. But yeah. What else? What else have you got from this? I mean, it was a whole. It was like every match in Bobby Roode's reign, where I'm like, "This is a bit boring," and it's pretty shit that the uh, fucking the main title picture of a pay per view is the bathroom break match. You know? Yeah. I completely agree. It was solid for what it was, but it just didn't hit the heights of a lot of uh, NXT title matches. Bobby Roode's feud was just inconsistent. Um, it was some good, some bad, but as Kieran said, he was just an entrance. Um, yeah, it was just it was like it's hard to talk about spots because we remember some spots and some matches very vividly, but this is one of the matches where I remember it being solid, but I can't tell you why. Yeah. Um, Bobby Roode was uh, one with the what was it? What was it called again? Few, I don't even know what the move was called. It was it. Oh, the glorious DDT. Of course it was. He just put that, whatever his gimmick is in front of it. Um, but yeah, and now we move on to the main event, which is DIY fighting for their belts back against AOP with Paul Ellering and Kieran. This promo just reminded me in their height, DIY were amazing. Oh yeah, they were fantastic. They're, like, I think it's very easy to forget, purely because you know of their massive feud, just how great a tag team these guys were, and why it was so great finally seeing them split up. Because you know it meant something because of how great they were together. Yeah, um, the pro. It reminded me of that promo when they won the belts the first time. Remember when Champa just like broke down, like legitimately broke down. 
Yeah. Um, they're two like kind of Chicago boys. They're they they they're from near near enough Chicago. I think Johnny's from Cleveland, but they grew up in Chicago. Was they were getting over like in the um, uh, in the training schools and stuff like that. So it was like building up as like a hometown affair. I love their entrance music. Um, AOP Kieran, AOP with Paul Ellering. Paul Ellering leaving was the beginning of the end for AOP. Paul Ellering just legitimized everything about AOP. They were great at being sponges for whoever they were fighting. Um, they knew how to work around other people's styles, and their big man moves were fantastic. Um, you really man- like most what? people just all right, like especially considering like the grander picture of NXT. Yeah, um, I really did think this was a great match. The ladders were huge. <laughs> they were huge. Um, but yeah, um, AOP come out with their amazing entrance. AOP, um, DIY, sorry, AOP come out. Um, Paul Adderings is really good. His intensity is fantastic. Um, it was just amazing storyline. Um, like, you, like you, wonder why, you wondered why it was on last. I know, apart from it being a great story, and like, of course, Bobby Roode probably wouldn't have gone on last. But like, you were, you were kind of wondering there was something going to happen. It was like something like Hell, on Hell in a Cell on Sunday. I was fully expecting someone to cash in on Randy Orton at the end. But, um, but yeah, um, the story was DIY trying to isolate one member of AOP at a time and like kind of failing and succeeding at the same time. It was really, really. I liked this start of this match. It was really good. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, it, it was a great match. I, I think in any other like takeover, it probably would have been match of the night. Like, I think we, you did say earlier, it is probably moment of the night for what happened after after the match. And yeah, one of those like iconic NXT moments that people won't forget for a long time. Yeah, um, ALP power, like they're just raw power to like pick Gargano and Champ up and just throw them around. Um. Some of the ladder spots were vicious for DIY. Like some of the bumps that they took into those ladders were horrible. I think there was one where Johnny Gargano just bounced his f- mouth off a ladder, just like smashed his mouth off a ladder. And then we get on to like the big turning point, Kieran. Tommaso Ciampa tearing his ACL halfway through this match. That their whole horrible feud has been fucking destroyed with injuries like it's horrible i don't know how i i really didn't really notice it myself not that i remember anyway um, I did. um he um he got powerbomb and he just like went over on his knee and you could see him trying to like fix like just try and like all the adrenaline took him through but you could see he was really uncomfortable and it just made the rest of the match so good because champ is just champ is a like like we, the word badass is thrown around in terms of wrestling when people can't decide whether someone's a face or a heel. But to have a champa, champa climb ladders and do the spot at the end with a torn ACL, which is something that you shouldn't be walking on, is insane. Yeah. I mean, like, it's incredible that he finished the match. Very Triple H of him, you know? Yeah, the double ladder spot here. Oof. That was oh. beautiful. What do you think? What, what, what? I think you're cutting out a little bit there. Sorry. <laughs> I just said, like, yeah, no, the whole thing, like, a good old NXT ladder match, like a tag team NXT ladder match. You can't really go wrong anywhere. No, it was just like the lad, the ladder spot was insane. And I think one of the AOP went through a ladder and it just smashed into pieces. Like, it just flew everywhere. Like, it was crazy. Um, 
uh, AOP. Okay, so then they have the whole Edge and Christian like a, a Edge spot where they grab the belts and then they start dangling, which was just like the cr- Did you notice that crowd pop when they start dangling? It went like like that. They just start like the crowd just starts screaming when they start dangling, and then AOP just picked them up and power bombed them. And then one of AOP had to hold the one side of the ladder because it was just coming up off the ground. And they went up, p- picked up the belts, and they were champions. And we thought that was it. Kieran, do you want to take take yeah. through the what you, your thoughts on? Um, first of all, great, the amazing match, and then the emotion they had us in the palm of their ha- palm of their hands at the end. Well, yeah, it's you know, people love NXT. Everyone loves. Sorry, not NXT DIY. Everyone loves a good underdog, and DIY are one of those. I think everyone. I'd kind of submitted to the fact that at some stage these guys are going to be breaking up. We just didn't know when. It had been like basically every takeover, the main rumor going in is this is it. This is the moment they break up. So Triple H, the sly dog, um, knows exactly how to fuck people over because they're standing on the entrance ramp and it's like, is something going to happen? Is something going to happen? And the, you know, the graphic that always comes up in the little corner that says like trademark WWE or whatever and comes up and you're like, ah, oh, Okay, nothing this time. And before the graphic is even fucking faded out, Champa turns around, throws Gargano into the fucking um, LED board and smashes him through a table, right? Yeah, he kind of like... Gargano selling this was insane when he was like looking at him like, what the hell did you just... Like, what the... F-? Like, like he was dead, but he still noticed what happened. Um, I think this but was the first time... Just like shock. Yeah, I think this was the first time ever that they did the graphic thing. I, I remember hearing that somewhere. Yes, it is. It is. It was the first time ever they did that, which is insane. Whoever thought of that, I think it might have, I think it was Triple H. But, and then Gargano's looking in shock, and then he just looks at the table, and you can see it's hurting Champa. It's really, really hurting Champa. But he puts him through the table with the air raid crash, and it's just insane. Now, Kieran, what do you think what would have happened if. Champa hadn't got injured and they had gone straight into the feud. Sorry. Um, straight into the feud. I mean, neither of them had the title, right? No. I don't think they would have gotten straight into the feud. I think um, Gargano disappears for a while. Champa gets the title. And then Gargano makes a big comeback in time for WrestleMania. I would assume, anyway. Well, maybe not WrestleMania, considering how this was the May takeover. But later down in the year, maybe, you know? Yeah, um, it was just an insane finish. It was like the crowd was so angry. Um, the few that, that happened leading into New Orleans was amazing up until they overdid it. I think this is the first time, this is the last time I think I want to put to you, Ken. Do you think to, Champ and Gargano, as amazing as it was in the early stage and as amazing as it, like, amazing matches they had, when it was hot, do you think this was the first time that TV got to NXT and they did too much? And only time, probably. By TV, do you mean like the TV deal? Like the, the TV money? deal and the pressure that have a big view. And this was the first, and I'm going to put my neck on the line and say only time NXT did too much in a feud. No, I don't think it was the TV's fault. I think because it's there was what like was it two or three injuries that delayed this feud by like months at a time it was Cha- it was all champa champa had a neck injury his knee injury the gargano oh, not two. during the stage either not during the feud i don't think okay 
Yeah, but like, I I think the the tipping point from this is good to this is a like maybe let it go was when Gargano turned heel, you know. And I think at that stage it was like, there comes a point where we like I know this is an amazing feud, but at some stage you have to just look at it and cut your losses and say this wasn't as good as it would have been in twenty seventeen, you know. But I I don't think that's TV's fault. I think that's just they were reluctant to let go of like the biggest feud in NXT, maybe NXT history, I suppose, because it had, after a while, it did kind of become legendary. And then for a lot of people, just didn't live up to it a few months ago at WrestleMania, which even in their fucking last ever match or whatever, the big payoff match, they don't even have a fucking crowd. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm glad it's over now, or it seems to be anyway, but it was good while it lasted for the most part. Yeah, it was. I I, I love the feud. The first match in New Orleans will always be the best, but for this pay per view, it was kind of a like it was the middle of twenty seventeen. They had a great year in twenty seventeen. I done. I'm just yeah. wondering. I'm just an amazing year, or anything. No, but they had a good year. They had a. Twenty eighteen was really when it kind of kicked again, kicked into gear, went on speed era. They were still covering from like the draft when like half the roster disappeared. Yeah. Um. Um. Oh, yeah. During this, during this uh, pay per view, the 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 VT for Velveteen Dreams debut came up. I was like, oh. Um. Great. What? Great. Great guy. I love that guy. James. Okay. Um. But yeah, Kieran. Um. What would you give this NXT takeover out of ten? Out of ten. Hmm. Mm. I had like what? I don't know. Seven. Mm, and who would you? Who would be your wrestler of the evening? Tyler Bate. I think Pete Dunne's great. Got to be Tyler Bate because I think Tyler Bate. He, you know, you can get a good heel. A, a good heel is like a diamond does. A good face is where you're really onto something special there. You know. Yeah, he. Um, yeah, I can't agree. I can't disagree more. Tyler Bate was. Uh, I can't. I can't agree more. Yeah. I. Mean, like, I, I, I Listen, it's what it's quarter past ten here. We recorded two podcasts again. Oh, ten o'clock. Oh, bedtime for me. Yeah, bedtime for me. No, I've got college work to do. But um, this was a really, really, really fun pay per view to review, and I can't wait to do more of the NXT takeover reviews. Um, but we um, we'll see you. We'll probably be on episode like seventy four by the time this is out. So um, yeah, uh, you can find. You can find us um, on Spotify at Highway Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us and all the amazing podcasts on Project Dits. Project Dits on Twitter. We're Holloway Graps Pod on Twitter. But Project Dits on Twitter. Go give them a follow and support all the podcasts on there. Worst Wrestling. Um, plus at a time. Um, just so many... Um, so many good podcasts. There's one out every week. There's a lot, lot of, lot of good stuff coming. Ditz has a, twi- a Twitch, which is just really good. He's doing some really good stuff right now. He's one of the hardest working people in the industry, as I've said in, at the start. At, in terms of podcasting, it's just it's crazy how the man creates graphics and everything for us, and does his own streams, and it's just t- really high quality. Um, so go and look at it. Project Ditz on Twitch. Project Ditz on Instagram. Every across the board. Um, and go check out our merch tpublic.com for it as Holly Wrestling Podcast and on and Project Dates as well some really good designs up there um, and yeah I think that's it I think that's all the um, all the uh, plugs we, the plugs keep, keep keep getting longer Karen. and when the plugs get longer um, that means we're doing a good thing so um, 
does it? Yeah, just just enjoy all that. And uh, Kieran, for episode five of Takeover Throwbacks, I've been the man today. I forgot. Take us home. Um, I I I've been your host, Kieran Brennan, as you say, at the end of every episode of the Hobby Wrestling Podcast. Um. Tyler, Tyler, Bate, Tyler, Bate, yeah. Tyler, Tyler, Bate. Nah, 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 nah. Um, Tyler, Tyler, Bate, Tyler, Bate, Tyler, Tyler, Bate.